can cut it with a knife. It's, it's like it's a cloud in this. Anybody agree with me? Give God some praise right now. When there is the manifestation of his presence, healing takes place. Deliverance takes place. Transformation takes place. But, but you got to reach up and touch it. <laughs> you got to say, Lord, fix me. Lord, change me. Lord, heal me. Lord, touch me. Move me closer. It, it's like the woman that, that touched the hem of his garment. Everybody was touching Jesus, but she's the only one that touched him with faith. So I want you to just reach up, Lord. Touch me. Lord, heal me. Our God is a miracle-working God. Our God is a supernatural God, but you got to believe for yourself. His presence is in this place. Hallelujah! Glory! Give God some praise in the house! I feel you moving! I feel you moving! this morning as usual as I walk through the sanctuary touching every pew touching every seat the Holy Spirit fell and I said Lord you're going to manifest yourself in our service today I said Lord remain that that when we start service that, that you would just matter of fact Revelations chapter 3 it says Jesus walks up and down the aisle in his church and I think he's looking for someone who got their mind their heart their faith on him Lord touch me Lord touch me hallelujah remain Lord remain Lord as we continue in this service Lord as we are in this series that we are in the ward of our wars, Sermon 6. Spiritual kingdom strategies on how to win in this war. Don't you want to win? Amen. Matter of fact, I'm going to win. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the word of God tells us that we're more than conquer. You got to receive that. You got to believe that. I'm going to continue on where I left off last week, and it's with a question in mind. How did we get here? And I should say, in all this mess. <laughs> anyway, what happened? What in the world is going on? 
How do we, from a biblical perspective, make this make sense? Knowing that, 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 that it's bigger than the news. It's bigger of what we are reading. This thing is cosmic. It's cosmic. And we are caught up in it whether we like it or not. Can, can I say this? There's no way to escape it. But God has given us spiritual divine instructions how to walk through. Even though the enemy is trying to destroy us, God has given us everything we need to stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to our text. You don't have to stand for it because it's the same one, so I'm just going to read through it. Family, my brethren, that are those that are in Christ, Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 13. Family, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power. Listen, not your might, not my might, but his might. Let me tap into this a little bit. That means that you got to be in a place of surrender. That means that we got to come to the realization we don't bring nothing to the table. That means that, 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 that we can't fight Satan. And many times when we fighting people, it's really Satan behind Moving us out of position. I'm going to step into this. This is a season where you can't afford to be outside of God's covering. (laughs) If you're in his covering, you don't have to worry about it. But make sure you don't allow the enemy to make you step outside of his cover. Let me step in a little bit more. This is a season where you got to believe in the power of God. You got to look up. You better look up to him. You, you better know who your keeper is. You better know who your way maker is. You better know how to pray. Hold on, and not just pray, but keep it in his hands. He is saying here that that no matter what mounts up against us, that in Christ Jesus, he will empower us to stand. We are learning that you can't walk by how you feel, what you think or how you see. You don't see the whole thing. The word of God has become our anchor, our guide, the spirit of God is in us and he will lead us if we listen. Know what this is telling me? That means that in my prayer time, I need to shut up and listen. Get quiet before for him that we may learn his voice. 
He's speaking. He's speaking. But many times we have not learned to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit who is navigating us through us, not just through life, but through our personal individual situation. He's real. And he loves us. Look to the extent that God has provided everything we need. Our strength don't come from ourselves, from our own provision, from what we think we can do. But he says, I have given you armor. He said, put on the whole armor of God. No, what armor is there to protect us. Last week, we dealt with the, that we are living in terrible times, times full of stress, but, but watch this, though it's stressful, time don't mean that you ought to stress out. He's saying, on the outside, you can't find no peace. Which means on the inside, you better get your peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, which means that if you are anchored in him, I think with the football player that, that got hit in the chest at the perfect time when the electrical current was sending a, a, a signal to his heart to beat, it sent it out of circuit, and he literally, his heart stopped, and he fell, and he fell like most people. When he fell, I knew something was wrong. When he fell, I knew it wasn't a, a, a concussion. But look what God has done through that. And, 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 and what's that? For, for the first time, you see the whole nation praying, the whole world praying, because everything was out of our hands. Can I be honest with you? Everything is out of our hands all the time. That just made it, made it on live TV, Monday Night Football, the most watched sport other than soccer, but in America, the most watched sport. We all saw it. And God, I think, is saying prayer does work. If you just call me, if you just depend on me. We miss God because we're no longer looking. We're looking at the terrible times. We, we're looking at, the, at all the stuff that is going on. Uh, we dealt with that in Timothy. And, and, and Timothy, Paul wrote in Timothy chapter 3, at the end where I left off last week, he, he says something, and, and, and it's still bothering me. He says, though we, we, we have a form of godliness. You know what that means? We're doing church. Amen. We're doing protocol. We're religious. We're quoting scriptures. We're singing songs. 
he, but then, but then, then he has the disclaimer and said, have a form. On the outside, look godly. You can't even tell that they're not. But then he says, because I see their heart, they have no faith that our God can do powerful things. They're not believing in the supernatural. They're not believing God to do only what he can do. They're looking for human answers instead of going to God. When you quit believing that God works, you quit praying. When you no longer believe that God will do the supernatural, you quit looking to him. When we quit because of whatever happens in life, because of disappointment, because God didn't do whatever we wanted to do, what, what happens is, is that, that instead of becoming closer to God, we become religious but not really depending on him. Not really leaning in. Matthew 24 takes us deeper into this thought. Matthew 24, beginning in verse 3, it says, while Jesus is here, it's, 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 he's wrapping up his ministry, and now he sits on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when these things will be, well, what things? Well, Jesus had just talked about that in the beautiful temple that every stone will be torn apart, that one stone will not be left upon another. And in their minds, well, it must be coming the end of the world then. So their question is, that's terrible times. That's, that's, that's Paris times. So look, when are these going to come? Jesus takes the question and, and he expands it more than what they are talking about. They are talking about the temple and, and just Israel. Jesus is talking about the world. Y'all get me? He says, answer to be careful that not, no one is mis, misleave you, deceive you, leave you into air. You'd be surprised what people are believing nowadays. Let me, let me go here. If Christ is not the center of it, if Christ is not the only one, if Christ is not the only way of salvation, and they're talking other stuff, don't believe it. They will even use the Bible, but they will take scriptures out of context to try to build their belief system. And a lot of it is ego, is, is, is ego, is, is, is pride, is, is humanistic, is works. Listen, listen, the only way you can get to heaven is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We got to know that. We got to stand on that. that. That you're covered by God's grace. You're covered by God's love. God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son and he wrapped himself up in human flesh. Jesus is God in the flesh. He wrapped himself up, became one of us to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Don't ever let nobody move you off of that. 
Let me, let me go deeper. Let me go deeper. He says, he says, and many will come in my name. They will even say they're, they're Christ. He said, they will come saying, I'm the Christ, I am the Messiah. And watch this, and they will lead. This is, this is, this is crazy. Many astray. And that has happened throughout the years, and it's happening now. People are trying to be spiritual without Christ. How can you be spiritual when the one who gives the spirit is Jesus? And if you move him out of the equation, you're not spiritual unless it's demonic. You will hear wars and rumors of war. See that, hold on, what's up See, now, now listen to this. See that you are not frightened or troubled. You know what he's saying to us? Well, why are you acting like you don't have a God? Why are you acting like God is not in control? Why are you acting like I didn't tell you this was going to be? Why are you going to act like I, I, I can't keep you through the fire? I can't keep you through the flood? Why, why are you act like I have already brought you through a whole lot? Why are you acting like you don't know who I am? I think one of the problems is, is, that, is that we are listening more to everyone else, to the news, instead of listening to the word of God. You have to be even more anchored. The New Year's Eve message, I, I, I dealt with leaning in because I'm of the mindset that whatever kept you last year not going to keep you this year. As times get more difficult, more dark, you got to lean into Jesus even more. Some of us are still doing what we did 20 years ago. That's why you all jacked up now. No! No, this is warfare. This is the war of all wars. And, and we have been given everything we need, but we got to use it. We have a responsibility and accountability to lean into, to allow God to cover us for our faith to grow. The only thing that we have that God asks us to bring to the table is our faith. The works we do ought to be through faith. We love people because of our faith. There's some folks the only reason why you love them because they are lovable is because Christ's sake. <laughs> but he ought to be the defining source of everything. He has to be. Matter of fact, he ought to be coming more and more the defining source. The reason why we do what we do, the reason why we live the way we live. Something wrong if, if family and friends don't know we're Christians by the way we live. 
Now, let, let, me, let me step into this, because this deals with all of us. We, if we are his children, and we are not surrendering in areas where he, and we are not places where we, where we need to surrender more. If we're not surrendering and we are combative with him, then we're a child in rebellion. Oh, let me go a step there. We are either a child in rebellion or not a child at all. The world is in rebellion. And if we are his child and we're acting just like the world, then, then we are his child, but we're a child that's fighting with our Heavenly Father because we don't want to do what he... We don't want to be what he wants us to be. That makes me check myself. <laughs> that, that, that ought to make you check yourself. That ought to make you go down the list and make it a, a check, check. Okay, I need to work on that. Check, check. Okay, Lord. <laughs> but he said, he said, you were here one with the war. Do not be frightened. For I said, it must. I look into the Greek. Guess what the Greek said? Need to. Has to. Take place. Well, what is God saying? He said, you don't understand. I'm bringing everything I said to pass. I started at the end. Then I went to the beginning. So everything that happens, watch this, is necessary. You know, what, you, know what, you know what blew me away in looking at this? We think that God is not in control, and God says, I, I'm, I'm in total control. And everything that is happening has to take place in order for me to wrap this up the way I said it. In, in our personal lives, in our personal lives. God, God, God once said to me not too long ago, he said, Tracy, I had to. So Lord, what are you talking about? I don't understand why, why you say that you, you had to. He said, because I had to break you in all the right places. So I can use you in all the right ways. I had to take away that ability in you to gird up. You've been too strong. I need you to no longer have the ability to gird up and fight. I, 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 because, because on the next level, the devil would have destroyed you if you haven't that. Many of us want to go to the next level, but we ain't willing to do what it takes to go to the next level. He says, Psalm 34, he said, taste and see that the Lord 
is good. I, I broke that down into the Greek. Taste means to perceive, which means, it means, he said, taste and see. It means, it means that you begin to look carefully at what God is saying and at God himself. It means that, that, that God is up to something and you don't take a, a you don't take a, a, a glance, you don't take a casual but you are leaning in, looking at God, and many times, may I tell you, trouble makes you look in. When you have tried everything and nothing is working, that's when we get serious. <laughs> when, when, when you are out of strength and you know God to be your everything, that's when we, we begin to look in, and God called that to, to taste. Yeah. Then he said, see this to experience. And when you put the two together, you're looking in, and as you're looking in, you begin to experience. That's tasting. Watch well, this. Not the situation is good, but that God is good. Did you know that God can meet you in your trouble? and make you forget about your trouble? Because he blessed you with his presence. There's somebody right now that is thanking God for their trouble because through their trouble, they got a closer walk with Jesus and they recognize that Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to them. I wonder why so few people are clapping. You know, and, and, and really what God is saying is, I'm trying to pry your eyes off of everyone and everything else because I have to get you to see I'm the best thing. Many of us, we sang it, but we don't know that. Why? Because the taste effect is that that is something that's on our part. The C effect is what God does once we do our part. Moses see the burning bush, and he noticed that the burning bush is burning, but it won't burn up. And Moses says to his wife, I'm going to go turn aside and see what this bush is, 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 is about. The scripture said when Moses, when God saw that Moses turned aside, to come to, now God speaks. Until we intensely look his way, he's not going to say nothing. Funny, funny. <laughs> I got, I, I'll use this as an illustration. The other day, uh, and my grandbaby was playing with him, and, and the phone rang, and I had to answer it. And when I answer it, he reached up and tried to grab the phone. <laughs> On this call, I couldn't let him grab the phone and share the phone call with me. He tries, he's fighting me over the phone. Okay? Then he got mad at me and went to his grandma and didn't want to be bothered with me no more. <laughs> Now, understand what's happening. At one year old, he is already saying, I want your full attention. And if you don't 
talk, if you talk on the phone, I need to be part of that. And if you don't make me a part of it, well, forget you then. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Now, if a baby one year old has that much want to, to be the focus of our attention, how much more God was the source of our everything? I wonder how many of us God's trying to take the cell phone out of our hands. <laughs> I, 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 wonder, I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder how many of us God wants us to leave TikTok because we ain't TikToking him, you know? I wonder how many of us got social media problem and we're spending more time on social media than we are. I wonder how many of us, we got more likes from people than we got likes. Everything is, 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 is bombarding us to take our attention, our focus, off of the very source of our lives. You would never be satisfied if God's not the center point. You would never be filled if God is not the center point. And watch this. Watch this. And, and, and this stuff is getting even more. So if God's not a center point, guess what happened? We're going to be more frightened, more in fear, Mourn doubt. Look what he says. He said, he said we're going to hear rumors of wars, but the, the end is not yet. Move Next verse. Well, maybe I need to go and read it because maybe I moved too far. Okay. There we go. Okay, watch. I love this. For nations shall rise against nation. Let me tell you, this is not saying what you think it's saying. In the Greek, nation is ethnos, which means ethnic group, people groups. Never seen such political fighting before. I've never seen such racial divide for a long time. He said people are going to gather in their own groups because they have something in common. And that group of people are going to fight against other group of people. It can be race. It can be economics. It can be political. It can be belief. It can be, he said, he said that all of a sudden people are going to start, is going to start coming together over something they have in common. And if you are not one of them, you're the enemy. Let me ask you, am I reading the news? Am I through the Bible showing you what's happening in our age? Is that, is that what's happening? A friend said to me, he said, he said Trump had a whistle call. He had a dog whistle. Everybody couldn't hear it. 
But there was some people that was hearing it. <laughs> we thinking, what the heck is he talking about? It wasn't for you. Hold on, this was written 2,000 years ago. He says, kingdoms against kingdoms, that's nation against nation, phantom, and in the King James, he says phantom and pestilence. Pestilence is diseases. In the Greek, phantom and pestilence goes together because if people don't have enough food to eat, their, their nutrition is, is and their immune system, which now creates phantom pestilence diseases. Earthquake, and even though it just says earthquake, but it's talking about weather. The travailing of the earth, fires, floods, snow. It's encompassing in all of that, saying that what you're going to begin to see is what you have never seen before. I'm not, I want us to know where we are so that we are not walking in blindness. I want us to understand that he says, hold on, this is the thing. It goes down to verse, I don't know what verse, but it goes, but it goes down to say, it says, it says, these are times of sorrow, but sorrow means birth pains, travail. You know what he says? He says, this is just the beginning. Now, as a man, I don't know nothing about birth pains. Thank the Lord. <laughs> but as I understand, they start small and they grow bigger. They grow more intense. More frequent. And then my wife was in labor pain for almost two days. Well, fall asleep in between labor pain, and I would see the monitor go up, and I knew she was going to wake up, and I had scriptures ready for her to quote with me to get her mind focused on something other than the pain. Notice what I used. Scriptures. You know what we're going to have to use? Scriptures. We're going to have to combat our tendency to be fearful. We're going to have to combat our tendency to look at the world with knowing, God, you said it, and if you're a bad enough God to prophesy it, then you're a bad enough God to keep us through it. Yeah, 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 say, I, I think two things are happening. I think that Satan is trying to, to bring about fear, and God's trying to get our attention. Whenever, whenever trouble hits, there is a choice that you and I have to make. We can either allow our trouble to make us melt like butter in God's hands, or get hard like clay. The same sun that melts 
heart is clay. You know what happens is, it, what, what matters is, it is the condition of our heart. Well, God, he don't want our religious attitudes. Know what he want? Your heart. The, the pressure that you feel, the, 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 when God begins to have pressure, he, what he's saying is open up your heart. What God is doing to all of us, I think it's a heart check. Amen? I'm going to go to the end. I, I, I got to come back. I can't finish this. But, but I think that Paul is right when he shares his heart in Philippians chapter through 3. And what Paul begins to recount is, I used to hang on to these things, and all the things I hanged on to that I thought made me who I was, I now count it as done. He said, I saw something. He said, what did you see, Paul? He said, I saw a glimpse of Jesus. <laughs> and when I saw a glimpse of Jesus, now watch this. I saw myself in him. And when I saw myself in him, it was better than anything I could come up by myself. Uh, somebody didn't get that. Somebody didn't get Hold on. The best of you is not you being your best self. The best of you is letting Christ be in you, letting him flow through you, letting him mold and shape you to be what he created you to be because you are to be his masterpiece. He, he made you that you would shine for him. Show me the picture of the world. This is a satellite picture of the world, and, 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 and it's at night. But you see those small lights? That's the cities. Show me the next one. Move to the next one. What you see from a faraway distance is lights piercing the darkness. If you want a, a true spiritual picture of the world, it's covering darkness. It's covering deception. First John chapter 5 says, the devil has the whole world in his sway, in his deception. But those of us that know Jesus and we're allowing Jesus to have his way, we are shining like light in the darkness. Show me the next one, United States by itself. I know this is a satellite picture, but this is a spiritual picture too. My question is, are you shining? When the Lord said that, that, that we are his light and, and we ought to let our light shine, my question is, is our life shining? And it's not really based on what we do. It really comes from, from, from who we are in Christ Jesus. Then that will make us do, but the way we do it will be full of him. Well, let me just say this, then I'm going to close it out. See, Unless he can fill you with his love, he can't get his love through you. Uh, uh, unless 
unless, unless you recognize that, that, that he loves you and you open up your heart to, to how he loves you. His heart can't flow through you to affect somebody else. Paul says, and he says this in Philippians, he said, he said so therefore I, 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 I have not become all that he has called me to be yet, but I see what he has called me to be and I press. Oh, we ought to be some pressing Christians. We ought to be running for the Lord. We ought to be talking about how good he is. We, we ought to be having his name in our head all the time. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. I'm asking you today, are you just coming to church? Are you pressing in area of your life that, that, you're, that you're his child, you're his life? You're his, you're his, you're his, you're his, you're, you're his, you're, he got his name on you. Hallelujah. You know, it ought to be that, that we check everything we do. We check everything we say because we are trying to get closer. That we want somebody to see Jesus in us. If the best you are is on Sunday morning, then my question is, is it real? Because if this is the best you are, then, then something's wrong somewhere. There's a monkey on that line somewhere. When you walk out of here, your light ought to be shining. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When people see or talk to you, they ought to see some type of glow on you some type of presence on you. You know, they said this, they said Peter and John were standing before the Pharisees and they looked at them and they were amazed. Said that they were uneducated. They did not go to the finer schools. They was kind of rough around the edges. But the one thing all of them noticed that these two men they stood out. And the thing that stood out about them is that they've been with Jesus. Is there anybody in the house spending time with Jesus? Is there anybody in the house that's seeking him more and more? Is there anybody in the house leaning into the grace and the goodness of God. Is there anybody that want to get closer and closer and closer? Is there anybody here that tastes and see that the Lord is good? That's what I believe. That you taste and see that the Lord is good, you ought to go back for more. Hallelujah. Because the next time you experience him, He's going to be better than the last time. And the more time you get to know him, you recognize he's the best thing. He's the very best thing. He's the very best thing. I'm talking to people at various stages that understand that or don't understand that. But when you know it's him. It changes. Our dear brother 
Henry Parkell, I walked with him for the last six, eight months. I was there in the hospital when the doctor said, we can't do nothing else. Your lungs have reached capacity. I started sending him devotionals almost every day. And, and when I started in the last six, seven months, I would go, and he would say, he said, Pastor, I didn't know that he was like this. I didn't know. And he would just start praising God. Y'all may know the Henry that loved the gossip, because you gossip with him. But I saw the Henry who got through all the fears, all the insecurities, and got all that, and God was getting ready to come home. And me and him would be in a hospital, and he would just start praising God and thanking God because he tasted and saw that the Lord was good. I'm talking about the last eight months, but yet Henry been in church a long time. There are levels of knowing Jesus and experiencing his goodness, but you gotta want it. He will give it to you, but you gotta want it. And none of us is us there yet. But you got to press for it. He says, I have given you myself. How much of you you want? How much of him do you want? It's relationship. It's experiencing him. It's knowing him. And the light of Jesus will begin to shine through you. Listen, the more you know him, the more the world can't shake you. Our, our safety net is Jesus. Our anchor is Jesus. Our everything is him. Those of you that are watching, it's accepting Jesus in your life. It's saying, Lord, come into my life. I give you my life. In, 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 in the ground, I give you my life today. Lord, I want to know you. I believe that you died for me and rose for me. And the Bible says, if, if, you, if you do that and you mean it from your heart, you shall be saved. Lord, I don't want to live that way no more. I want you.